Hello and welcome back Boneheads, this is Rich and I'm joined once again by Ben. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us. On today's episode, episode 19, we're going to be talking all about Wizards, the teams from the My Dugout app and the usual games, hobby and style players. News updates. Okay, so over to news. Rich, what have we got this week? We have a Kickstarter. It's a hidden Kickstarter, I have to admit. Now, this is a dwarf team that I found, but it's hidden in amongst a load of um, fantasy warriors and things. Luckily, I always search for fantasy football as opposed to Blood Bowl or anything like that, and, well, and this I, popped up. I assume this came up when you were looking for dwarf Kickstarters. Of course, of course. It's one of the things <laughs> I, I do on a regular basis, um, just to upset myself further. Uh, no, no, no. So, um... I actually stumbled across this. Um, they they haven't got a name for them. They're literally just dwarf team. Um, the guys that are doing it are called Yedharo. Yedharo. It's probably the H is probably silent. Let's be honest. Y e d h a r o. And GT Studio. So I wonder if it's a an in the middle sort of yeah. a, a collaboration. Dwarf miniatures and fantasy football by Yedharo GT Studio. Um, they have got at the moment fourteen players available. So uh, two troll slayers, two blitzers, two runners, and eight blockers. Uh, that's for €59. Euros. Okay, so that's, that's a better price point than some of them. Yeah, it's not bad at all. They're at a 30 mil scale, so by the looks of it, they're a little bit smaller yeah. than you would expect. From having a look, they are akin to the old Warhammer Fantasy size. So the new Blood Bowl things are, they're 32 mil. The older Warhammer stuff was um, 28 scale. So, like, they're the Iron Drakes and things from AOS. Yeah. They're about that size. Okay. Which works absolutely great um, compared to the second edition stuff and great on their own, but they are slightly scaled down versus the new Blood Bowl stuff. Probably like scaled down to 90%. So I don't think you'd notice. And the okay. models, the sculpts are brilliant. Though, the, the sculpts are fantastic. They've got, they've got a lot of movement to them. Although there are a couple of beardless dwarfs, which is really quite odd to look at. I would hope they would have like alternative sculpts for those. <laughs> Instead of shaven headed, it's just it's just well, shaven headed is fine. It's just Cuban a dwarf beard. without a beard is well, it's just a, a shame. Really. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's good it's to be inclusive, and that is, you know, if that's his style and it's his personal choice, and that's okay. Maybe they're female dwarfs. Well, no, they have beards too. Oh, not maybe. Yeah, you've well, seen, well, seen Lord of the Rings. Though, is it a dwarf? So. I have seen Lord of the Rings. I love Lord of the Rings. I'm sure he talks about. He does. Gimli does. Yeah. You can barely tell the difference because they also sound alike. There you go. Okay. I wasn't sure if that was just from the book or not. No, 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 it is in the films as well. So while they've got some very cool Blood Bowl players, they've got some very... The whole Kickstarter is a fantasy dwarf army with yeah. a separate arm, which is the Blood Bowl players, which is why Rich said it was hidden. So the, the models themselves are really cool, so the actual dwarf army. So the dwarf shield bearers are awesome and would make great statues for Dungeon World. That's why I'm kind of tempted by them. Oh, uh, okay. I yeah. see that. It's because they look amazing. They do pillars. look like mini armies all by themselves, yeah. don't they? Yeah, they're, they're like... Dwarves crossed with the statues from Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah, I see that. So, we've got the dwarf team, and like you said, there's a bunch of different poses for it, but it's quite hidden. But they are good. They are fun. Um, there's There's been quite a bit of effort put into them. Um, they, all, they have also done a star player, which you can buy for an additional 15 euros, 14 quid. Okay, that star player looks cool. Now, the faces are a little bit World of Warcraft, I think. They are. They, they've almost got, um, for those of you who have played World of Warcraft, almost like a drain eye feel to them. I don't know what that means, but one of their guys looks like a Thundercat. <laughs> one of their guys definitely looks like Which a Thundercat. Might be, it might be the painting style, but he's got Klingon moustache and just massive Thundercat eyebrows. But that's not actually one of the dwarf players from the team. So, um, Okay, he's weird. Ignore the tentacles. 
Yeah, no, I can see. Yeah, I'm the, showing down a picture of Drain. I've got away. Plain face. <laughs> the plain face. Face. Plain face. Yeah. Um. So that's out and about. Um. They've got 11 days left, and they're about a third of their way through their pledge amount that they want. Yeah. Um, so 3,300 against a target of 8,900. So, yeah, they're about a third of the way. Now, it is due to finish on Friday, June the 21st, which, for once, is a significant amount of time <laughs> after our podcast comes out. Very true. Um, to the tune about of a week. about four days. Yeah. <laughs> which, for, it's normally a case of, um, yeah, so guys, this uh, this is closing tomorrow. <laughs> You've got three hours. Yeah. Go. So, uh, this episode will come out on the 15th of June, and this pod- this Kickstarter finishes on the 21st. So, okay. yeah, nearly a week. Nearly a week. So, um... The, unfortunately, looking at it, it doesn't look like they've had any backers at all yet for the Dwarf team. Now, I think we can change that, and I have messaged them to see if we can help boost and see whether we can get some, some Dwarf players to, to buy a team. In fact, Blood Bowl community at the moment is pushing Dwarf Nation. Uh, yeah, and Damned Nation, which I really like. Did I you see that? No. No, that's, that's, that came out of the... Excellent halfling team, which I'm going to talk about a little bit later. Um, yeah, so fifty-nine euros, so fifty-two pounds for the dwarf team with fourteen miniatures. Yep. Um, and I have to pay postage as well. By so the looks of it, it's going to be around seven or eight quid. Okay, so you're sixty quid for the team. Yeah. So it's twice and a bit the value, the the cost of the Games Workshop one. Yes. But, I mean, I was listening back to last episode where we talked about the incredible Punga mm, uh, Kickstarter amazing. and how they smashed their target, even though the Skaven team that was already out was brilliant. Yeah. I think these this team is a really cool, older-school-looking team. So the actual team design makes it look more like the Dungeon Bowl dwarves, right, yeah. um, which, is, which is really cool. So, yeah, if you fancy a different dwarf team, definitely, definitely go for this one. It's a pretty decent value. And if you can get some of those cool shield dudes as well. I'd be uh, a bit excited. It'd be good fun. How do I get the shield dudes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every Kickstarter. Genuinely. I just want that one. I just want that one. That's <laughs> half the price. So that's um, that's the only Kickstarter out there, the only third party thing. I think there's um, a couple of rumblings I've seen coming through at the moment of other bits and pieces. So um, fingers so, crossed for a bit more soon. So last time we spoke about I keep wanting to call him Dirthu, but it isn't Dirthu, because Dirthu is the other, other tree man. It is. So the Blood Bowl version of Dirthu is Deep Root, Strong Branch. We've seen him, he's been released, he's yeah. massive, comes in a billion parts. £40. Yeah, a lot of people love it, but a lot of people aren't too fussed. You get a lot for your money, compared to what you do buy for £18 at Ford World. Well, yeah, it's like it's like a pound fifty per part, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get it's, it's basically Lego. It is basically Lego. You know, and Lego is expensive too. Yeah. And fun. Yeah, and not Legos for anyone else. Not Legos, yeah. No, no it's, it's not plural. The Lego people don't like that. They don't. It's, it's right at the bottom of their like, FAQs and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's, it's really wound them up at some point. Yeah. So anybody who does call it Legos, no one in particular, it's not. <laughs> not allowed, Ian. Um, <laughs> okay, so we've had that. We've seen the tree bloke, and they've spoiled the Wood Elves properly. They have spoiled the Wood Elves proper. Um, so I would like to claim this one. So you it have, is yours. So, so were you two or three in a row? Three in a row. Three in a row. So it's three one now. It is three one. But to be fair, I've been claiming Wood Elves for a very long time. So <laughs> at some point, happen, because they are top tier. They are. And it was a bit of a given that they were going to do. Well, we thought it was a bit of a given that they would do Tree Man, followed by the other team that could use them. But yeah. it seems like they're just skipping the Tree Man and bringing out a team just to upset twice as many players. It, it, it does seem that way. It really does seem that way. That said, Tree Man on a Wood Elf team is uh, is more of a bead bill. Yeah. It's more of a B-build, that one. 
Yeah, you don't you don't need it at all. Uh, in a league, you can build it up and get him, and you know it's a heck of a smash. But generally speaking, starting with us, don't take the dream until no. you're at fourteen, fifteen hundred team value. Oh, wow. Simon was running one, and he did a great job of converting his out of Colonel Hunter. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can like have took a sword arm, so it looked like he was holding it back and had put a ball in there. It was really oh, cool. Oh, I like that. It was really cool. I'm I'm thinking of buying the three because obviously I'm looking at doing the um the human halfling legs. Oh yeah. So I want two tree two tree um two tree men. Plus, with the third one, I can make my own deep root. You know what? That's really that's very sensible. For twenty five quid. It's like with the the troll pack, the troll the troll the rock gut troggers. Thank you. There you go. I don't speak AOS. <laughs> <laughs> I did try. So yeah, like the stone trolls for Warhammer Fantasy Battle, um, you get a pack of three. You've got two trolls, and then you've got Ripper. Yes, it's perfect. Um, and then you are planning on playing in the mixed team. Uh, with the mixed team rules that we've got all playing in Bonehead Bowl where you can run a mixed team so close uh, you need four trolls we do need four trolls you've got to have four trolls you've got to have four trolls but yeah what else what do you think Um, I wasn't a fan I know I'm not a fan of elves but I can appreciate a good sculpt I've I've gone a little bit fangirly over some Grebo Dark Elves recently which shocked everybody Um, you bought elves that shocked more people I bought elves yeah you bought that wood elf dude on the on the Stone, and then you bought the new wood elf dude with the bug on his back. Oh, he's technically not an elf. He's he's not an elf. I think he identifies as an elf. No, he doesn't. Therefore, it's an elf. <laughs> it's, it's a multicultural <laughs> society nowadays, and we shouldn't upset people. But he's not an elf. <laughs> we don't do elves. <laughs> race fluid. Race fluid. <laughs> race fluid society. <laughs> I like it. Let's do that. Um, I just don't. I think they're very similar to the elf union, the other elf team that's been brought out by by G Dubs. I just I don't think there's a lot of excitement in it. I don't I don't get the fuss behind it. They look a little too a little bit too flouncy. Again, I know they're elves. But I don't suppose their Norwich City um uniform that they gave him was was particularly great either. <laughs> Spandex. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's difficult because the Warhammer community release they also had the incredible um, police dudes for Necromunda. I know you're not really a pew pew guy. No, I'm not a pew pew guy. You've got to admit, they look pretty cool. Oh, wow. The riot police guys. No, I like them. And That's like, um, he looks like. It's kind of like Judge Dredd. Deathstroke. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, there's some cool models there. So they released those and then followed up with the Wood Elves, which are, I think, they're, they're well, like you said, they're beautifully well done. And they're, they're, they're proper Wood Elves. They're very dynamic. Their faces are terrifyingly bland. Like elves are supposed to be. Mm. Uh, the masks are cool. I think I think with a different paint job, um, you'd like them a bit more. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I like I like all things trees. I've got a silver net army, and so I was hoping there might be a bit more to it. But he's got trees coming out of his head. He has, but but that one's dancing. Yes, but remember, Games Workshop are getting really bad at taking photos of poses like the troll. And the yeah. tree man, they will they will choose the most difficult. I'm sure they're playing a game with the blood bowl community. They're like, right, <laughs> you've done a great job on the model, but we we're gonna picture it as badly as we can, potato can it, and um, you know see if people still buy it. And like, we are still buying. It. Like the guy with the the eyeshadow who's not looking at where he's throwing the ball. Uh, well, yeah, but you know NFL quarterbacks have been doing that for years. True. No, that's very, very true. But yeah, um, that one pose is a bit 
And even if you look at it from the other angle, it's still not great. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the one with a really strange nose mask was just a bad picture angle. But the other one might actually be worse. He needs fans. He yeah. fan dance. Actually, it would make a really great um, cheerleader model. It, you know what? <laughs> I think it would make a great cheerleader there you model. Go. So take a couple of elf union catchers and um, just put pom-poms on these guys' hands. Done. Yeah, I like the masks. I think they're quite cool. Though. I, I mean, I, I said this when they first came out. I, I'm a big fan of masks. Oh. As a general rule, I just I, I love the sort of mystery behind masks. So the ball chaps are clearly the throwers. The are they ladies? They might be. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But um, so the ball chaps are the throwers. The shirtless guys are the war dancers, or you know, wood elf trolls players. Yeah. And you've got the prancers or catchers. <laughs> yeah. And the rest are linemen, which is okay, except one of them looks like the weird little mask. Like the one with the white hair. I did see that. I probably wouldn't use that one. I'd just go for two of the one to the left of it. Which, I'll admit, does slightly look like garden furniture on his face. <laughs> like, if you were to paint that black and just do a little bit of edge highlight with battle, it would look like, like those things. Like Yeah. It would look like that thing. Those I things know exactly that, what you mean. Yeah, that hold up... Uh, Flower buckets yeah. on, on the side of buildings. Fantastic. <laughs> so true. You know, the one on the top left looks like he's got a um a fin as opposed to his hair flowing. Yeah, I quite like that's very Ideneth Deepkin. Yeah, I agree. That's 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 quite cool. And that's something that I've been thinking about today, is that there's the the amount of head swaps and things you can do to customise teams. This team here will do really well with some of the um some of the dark maybe not dark Eldar, but the dark elf stuff and definitely the Hulkins. Well, yeah, but I was thinking the Ideneth Deep King guys. Oh, oh, yeah, they've just got that. Yeah, that wood elfy feel to them completely, haven't they? Yeah. No, I like it. Um, I look forward to them coming out. I haven't seen any, what they're doing star player wise or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, Willow Rosebuck. Oh, well, she's already coming out. Yeah, but that's one of the wood elf ones anyway. Isn't yeah, it? I would probably. Um, the model's okay, but I would probably use um, the branch wreath instead for a major oh, signal. I actually like use. I'm using the branch witch. That's the one I meant. Uh, the one with the um. Power handout. No, that's the branch race. Oh, okay. Oh, no, so you you've got yeah, that got one. Got I, basically, I had a spare branch witch and decided to use that, and then realised I wanted the branch witch for my army, so oh. I had to kit bash one. Oh, fair enough. So the other cool thing that came out was a bit of a spoil for war, not warpath. That's warcry. Yeah, that's it. For warcry, where they've got the new crow dudes coming out. Oh, I want to use them as a Norse sevens team. So. The, this every almost every one of the Warpath no Warcry models that have come out could be converted to some very cool blah blah yeah I agree um, so they had the Iron guys where there's like a oh. Chaos Dwarf guy a Chaos Ogre which yeah. were the prime material for blah blah and now they've got these Krogue guys which yeah they're very bouncy and I think you're right I think they'd make really great Norse linemen yeah they're just they've got uh, to be fair I've got a thing about birds anyway mm. I've got the Rooks I've got the Ravens yeah. So they kind of they fit my aesthetic very well, um, but they're just they're fun. They really are fun, and they just they can work really well for for either a sevens team or for adding to to. Mm, you might even be able to make a zinchi. Yeah, I was just thinking that you could put them together with the zangors. Yep. And you could I don't know you could do something there. And you want to be fair, you could use the Ogroid Thaumaturge mm-hmm. as a Minotaur. Yes, which you should do anyway. Which is very Don't confusing. be like that. Don't be like that. <laughs> I use it as an Ogre, people. I use it as an Ogre. But yeah, so then, yeah, plus his Angles for Beastmen. 
And then those guys for linemen. No, no. I think you could use the Necromunded guys for Blood Bowl humans, I think. I think you could do it. I think so, but it would be difficult to take the guns off. Yeah. And that's why I think someone somewhere needs to do a pack of hands just for Blood Bowl. Just the fists. Yeah. Just a pack of fists. Oh, someone does. Yeah, but they're not... They're more sci-fi. Uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway those, yeah. Are the, those are the, the things that have been spoiled in the Warhammer community in the last couple of weeks. I like the Wood Elves. I think they're going to sell brilliantly. Um, agree. We already see a lot of Wood Elf teams at tournaments and things. I think this is going to crop up in our league. Because I think... They, oh, Rick will have them. Well, Rick's already got like five Wood Elf teams. Yeah, it doesn't mean you won't have them. No. What, for 16? But of course he's have them. Well, that's it. <laughs> that's the other thing, is that you do get all the positionals. Um, that's quite interesting, actually. But... You will need a second box because, generally speaking, with a team, with a league team, you need more linemen than you've got there. Right, okay. Because you end up running eight or nine linemen. Yep. This box will only come with six. Got it. So I think you can have up to four catchers. So you are going for the two boxes to make sure you've yeah. got your positionals. So. Not including the tree if you want the tree. Yeah, which is something you should. So some cool stuff. Um, that's everything for miniatures, I think, isn't it? I believe so. Cool, so now over to shout-outs. Shout-outs. So we've got a couple of hello shout-outs. First of all, we'd like to say hi to Craig, who just started listening. He messaged us today and said, download episode 17, 18, had a listen. We had a great chat with him. So Oh, completely. Yeah, seems like a cool guy. He seems awesome. Been playing Blubber for a very long time. So hi, Craig. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for your kind words. And shout-out to the Auckland Lakers. Which we have been promised a completely painted team photo in the near future. I've seen a bit of it so far. It looks really good. Oh, and he's got, he's got a team tray as well. Oh, amazing. But I'm personally at a place where I love team trays, so that's really, really, really cool. The next shout-out is from Noob with a Brush, which is a great YouTube channel from Wales. It's uh, one that I've just discovered. Yes. Um, so for Blood Bowl YouTube, definitely worth a watch. They do the Rebel, so R-B-B-L. Oh, sweet. Yeah. It's pretty well done, actually. And there was a special shout-out that I thought was suitable for you. It is. So he has asked for a shout-out. Oh, in fact, I'll just read it out as it is. So, noob of the brush. I'll have a shout-out, good sirs. Can you call my mate Griff a for picking up wood elves? Cheers. (laughs) 100% Mr. Brush Noob, noob of the brush. Griff is a (laughs) And anybody who picks up wood elves is so as well. (laughs) It's amazing. To be fair, I think that's my... The, the, the best moment so far on this podcast. I thought that was <laughs> I even flagged up as soon as it came through. I was like, Rich will love saying that. <laughs> I still do. That might come back one day, just to say it again. Uh, Rob from the, well, friend of the podcast, Rob. From friend Everything, of the podcast, Rob. We'd like a shout out to a couple of tournaments he's running. He's running Secret Carnage. I'm going. Which you're going. And in, I want more people. In Wrexham in August. Yes, so that is the end of August. I believe it's 30th. If I remember right. I booked the day off work and now I can't remember when it is. Let's just do a quick check, shall we? Calendar. Secret Carnage is the 31st of August because I booked off the 30th. Yep, you booked off the Friday, so you can yep. go up. That's it. So, yeah, that's on the, the 31st of August. Um, myself and Keller Randall are going. This is going to be Randall's first um, tournament. Um, he is nagging me like you wouldn't believe at the moment to paint no, his team. He's done a lot of practice as well, which is cool. Paint, yeah. paint his team, you've not painted his team. Nope. You're waiting for contrast. No, I'm. I need to have a sit down and talk with him because at the moment he's <laughs> <laughs> he's he's decided on about twelve colours he wants on this, and it's just looking like a mess. He needs one colour, which is brown. Yes. Have you got the brown spray? I oh, know. I still need to get the brown spray. Brown spray, Agrax, 
and then you can literally just pick out some of the bits. You could even do it. Yeah, and this I think I need to just sit down and yeah. kind of go, this is what you want to do. Because with now, I'm, I love Agrax. Uh, I said this actually to uh, Craig earlier. <laughs> but it's Agrax is life. Um, anybody who's ever seen Star Trek with the Jem'Hadar, victory is life. Agrax is life for me. We with with Agrax, you can prime something, Agrax it, and then you are kind of painting by numbers. I agree because it gives you that little out that little outline. And this is the great thing about the new contrast paints is that they do a very similar thing. They're just like better coloured Agraxes. Yeah. So it does all the shading for you. But until that point, or if you've got it's going to be great for kids, but if you do a pre-wash with Agrax or non-oil, it, it just defines the areas and makes it really easy for them to go, if it's brown, you do it brown, you do it Agrax, it's got all the shading there for you, and they can just pick out the coloured areas. Yeah. And I think that'll be really good. I agree. I, I need to do some of that. I mean, I, uh, Ian's the one that put me on to using a brown primer anyway, um, when I started doing my Silverneth. And the... Obviously, it's, it's mostly wooden trees, but you I'm can not actually sure start. That counts as a primer when it is the only color. <laughs> <laughs> it helped me when I was painting the green bit. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I think that's painted, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty much painted, but it did help to to, to make the the shapes and the the different areas yeah. more identifiable to be able to do it. And yeah, you know what? That's probably a better thing for me to do for for Randall. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a go. I mean, you've got many models. It might be worth just having a crack. And just doing it all. And just, well, no, just, just, just prime one, even, you know, white or something, and just agrax it, and then let him have a go at painting some of the details. Yeah. It, it's probably not a bad place for him to start. Mm. Um, but Or you can just paint it yourself. No, no, no. No, I want him to paint it. I just want him to, to not just throw colour at it, because yeah. that's all he's doing at the moment. He needs two, two colours plus brown. Job yeah. done. So that is for Secret Carnage in Wrecking. And then Rob also wanted a, a shout out for Gauntlet Throwdown, which, according to Talk of Fantasy Football, is on the 6th of July in oh, Eastside, North Wales. And it's four rounds. So, big day that day. Oh, four rounds. That's four rounds heavy. in a day. Um, it seems like pretty straightforward team builds on that one. But, yeah, anyway, have a look at Talk Fantasy Football for that. Awesome. And just, yeah, done that, done that, done that. And the last thing Rob were sort of suggested or mentioned to us of something I've not really seen um, yet, which was that the one of the other Blood Bowl podcasts out there, Two Drunk Flings, yeah. they are doing a raffle because uh, one of them, sadly, lost their father recently. Yeah, so they're sad. doing a charity raffle with a whole bunch of loot. Now we've seen it. Thank you, Rob. We've dropped them. Um, we have. We are, we are donating um, a, a mug, some dice from um, the Bonehead Bowl, as well as um, a Bow and Pod Mini. Yeah, so and they're running out so not a great amount but it's something that, you well, know, hopefully it sells a couple more tickets yeah because charities are worth worth your time and worth your money 100%. and you know if we can help build up a bit that would be brilliant yeah really, yeah, really well done. I think that's it for news today um, Ryan he's got the Sham Bowl on Saturday the 26th of October oh this right. is on the Book of Faces oh yes I thought look there Ryan's also messaged us to get us to mention Sham Bowl 1 what could go wrong which is an F sanctioned event for three matches for 24 players using the UKTC, so that's the UK Team Championship 2020 rules, as a warm-up or practice event for those attending it. So if you are up for team games, have a look, or just get on top fantasy football, or just Google Shambol, yeah. one word. Could be fun. Yeah, it should be interesting. And uh, just a random shout-out for Steve C from another... Which podcast is he? Both down? He is both down. Both down. So and Steve World C. Cup Report. And World Cup Report. Very true. So, hi, Steve. 
Okay, so over to Hobby. Rich, what have you been playing? I've been playing Tabletop, um, a little bit of Blood Bowl 2, um, but we've had two games between us. We have. Both my games in the last couple of weeks have been against you. And I've had an additional one against Milton. Ah, fantastic. But I'm just going to go straight into the first one. So we have got the Bonehead Bowl coming up on Saturday the 29th of June in Entoyment in Pool. It's exciting. It's scary now. It's so cool. I'm, so I'm really looking I'm forward to it. I'm buzzing for this. We've got 11 people signed including up at the moment. me. Including you. So... Whether we have um, whether we have evens or odds, we'll make sure that everyone can play. Um, I will drop out if we have the, the spare number, so I can run it, which is which I'm excited by. Awesome. But it is a mixed team tournament. It's an optional mixed team tournament, so you, you can just run your one team, which I know Milton's doing. I think someone else is yeah. looking to run just humans as well. Yeah, I see. I think that's a great shout. Yeah, I like it. But the mixed team rules are available on our website, boneheadpodcast.com. Um, and on the Bonehead Bowl site on Facebook. If you're available or you fancy coming, please just drop us a message. Yeah, we are getting some some cracking some cracking prizes coming through at the moment. Absolutely. Um, so it's looking exciting, including if you're the worst player, you have a prize. We have got the participation trophy all built ready for you. Not just that, we've got the other bit coming from our sponsor who has oh. said that he wants at least one of the bits that he's sending us to go as a prize to, to the worst player. That's so cool. So it's a proper consolation prize. Not only do you get the wooden spoon, which you can display with pride. You should display with pride. Which I think at least two people have flagged up now saying that they reckon will be theirs. Yeah, I know. There's going to be a fight for the bottom place, <laughs> which is brilliant. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we've got this pieces there. We've got dice we're giving away. We just ordered some uh, tokens as well, haven't we? Yeah, ordered the new tokens from Counter Attack Bases. Yep, same guys who supplies our trophies and the um, yeah. and the dice. We'll have spot prizes as well, which will either be some of those prizes. We've got mugs, we've got buttons, we've got dice, we've got the actual trophies themselves. And we're going to be getting bits and pieces from Entoyment. That's before we even get to the the, the prize winnings. It's going to be amazing. It should be a really good day. So anybody else who's available wants to come along, please come along because it's going to be really great fun. But... The reason we're mentioning it, again, for the hundredth time, is <laughs> that we played a practice game. We did we? play a practice game. Um, this wasn't our enjoyment. This was this was here. Before. Yeah, this was before then. And I was running my Kemri Undead mixed team. Dead Punchy. Yeah, Dead Punchy, with four Tomb Guardians and two Mummies. Oh, it was brutal. It was, it was really interesting. It was very interesting. And you... I played with my Chaos and Norse, um, the Bastion Stair Ravens. Um, where I discovered that I don't need two guys with Juggernaut because for the last two years I've been playing Juggernaut role. I did tell you. Yep. I now know. Tackle. Yes, I think that's where I'm going. Tackle. And straight straight, straight forward frenzy guy with Tackle running around at the back mm. of the field is a Brutal. great safety. Mm. So we played the game and we played with skills. So the skill set is four skills and depending on the teams that you take, the tiers depend, you know, tell you whether you can have two doubles or one double or no doubles, yeah. basically. So you, you, it's a really tight build. You can't quite get everything you want, but you can do a lot more than you normally can. Yeah. Um, it wasn't too crazy to play with no, those skills. It worked out really well. I mean, we played many mixed teams with, with between us, <laughs> with Rick. You know, we played yeah. loads of games like that. Um, but the tournament build felt good, felt right. It was a close game. It was one all in the end. It was one all in the end. Um, when I finally remembered how to cage. Yes, it did take a few turns. Ah, oh, awesome. And you just slowly drudged your way downfield. Oh, I couldn't do anything about it. Incredible. It was great fun. It was really good fun. And that's why I'm so excited for Bonehead Bowl. Yeah, it's it, it kind of it enforced what we thought we already knew. It's Blood you know Bowl I mean? at 120%. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Oh, I love it. I'm it so excited. Chaos. I'm so excited. It was good. 
um, and there will be prizes and just awesome builds and teams. We're seeing some of the teams that are coming through. Oh, okay. uh, we got um, Joe. Joe, who's uh, the gentleman who introduced me and in, well, you and I to Entoyment. Yes. Um, initially, he's been coming back and forth to me a week in the last two weeks with regards to his builds, and he's building a dugout. Is he one of the guys that are running all the trolls? Poss. No. Oh, see, that's no, it. it's not. No, I know the guy you're on about. No, yeah. it's not. And there's Ben, who's running Money Trolls as well. And there's, yeah, there's our Ben. Oh, so cool. Our new guy, Ben. So He's many, running all the trolls. So many cool builds. I'm going to make sure that I do a team profile on anybody that attends that will let me. Mm. Um, I would love to do little bits of interview for our YouTube channel as That'd well. That would be amazing. But again, it just depends on whether they're willing. Um, if not, I could blur their face out and do that annoying thing with their voice that you get on crime shows. <laughs> I tried a two-die block and it didn't work. Out. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. And yet another reason why I need a soundboard. Uh, that would be incredible. So, <laughs> that would be incredible. So we had a great game. That was great. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, it was really good fun. And I just can't wait to see some of the other teams. Um, because I think there's like 270 different combinations available. It's insane. It's it's incredible what's what's possibly out there. And from what I've seen from other people at the moment, there's there's a lot of it's not broken. It's, it's not, not broken. at all. This is the most exciting thing about it. Anyway, that's that was our bonehead ball practice game, yeah. which was cool. And then we also had a horrific game at Entoyment. No, I had a horrific game at Entoyment. I so felt bad. Ben Ben has never seen Entoyment. He's trusted me in relation to to staging. <laughs> these um yeah. these tournaments um at Entoyment and this was his first opportunity to actually go down and have a little shift. Make, make sure that we had the space to run and have everything set up and be being organised and make sure everything's being TO'd well because yeah. it's important to me that we run the tournament well. No, I agree. Same as me. And um oh the location's amazing. That's incredible. Yeah, absolutely incredible. Huge tables, loads of them. The stock downstairs. Because <laughs> right. where we've grown up, we've either had very tiny model shops or Games Workshop. And Games Workshop just has Games Workshop stuff and it's really well run. The Southampton one is brilliant. I love yeah. it. Have for like 25 years or whatever. But this is a heck of a game shop. Like the entire downstairs is literally shelves packed full of games. There's even Adeptus Titanicus there. I bought a dwarf team. That was cool. So I can build my other mixed team. And it's just, but there's no space. It's literally everything. Everything it's is on beautiful. It's wonderful. But there's the half of it is literally board games. Yeah. The first half is board games um, with a little bit of paint. The and rest it, of it is just miniatures. Uh, it was called Play Upstairs with a load of other people, including a guy I worked with 10 years ago, which was quite cool. Yes, it's odd, isn't it? Yeah. Small world. It's like, hi, Jim. Hi, Jim. That was pretty cool. <laughs> so we played, yes, I played my fourth season Skaven team against your third season Renegade team. Yes. Um, and it, I got all the luck. To be fair, there was there were three times, or t- twice in particular, where I managed to successfully sack Ben's yep. ball carrier with my lowly goblin. Oh, that goblin needs to die. It does. <laughs> it's my goblin with two heads, so he's two plusing everywhere. But every time it finished bouncing, it landed <laughs> on a gutter run. And sometimes it bounced like four or five times, and it ended up went on to a this guy, run. bounced from him, went to this guy, but failed, and then just ended up on, on a gutter run almost every single time. And then you just look at it and go, well, that's the end of that one. And that's a touchdown. <laughs> it's just gone. And then and you boom, had that blitz. Touchdown. The blitz was amazing. Did we, was that the first? Yeah, it was the very first of the game. I was kicking No, it was the second one. That's right. No, can't have been. Did I, sco- did I not score on turn one? The first one was throw a rock no, that was the first... Of the, that, yeah, hold on. Yeah, no. That was the first turn of the second half. Wasn't it? No. It was the first turn, the actual one-turn touchdown. Oh, it was always going to be bad. Well, it wasn't actually a one-turn touchdown because it was a blitz. 
So he's yeah. kick, positioned the ball well, got paid off with a blitz, blitzed in, positioned, did a little scathing cage with a gutter runner, caught the ball, you took out some dudes, and then I just ran it in for a touchdown, yep. because by that point, you were within range, which was cool. Then reset up, kick to you, and I just got really lucky with all my defence. It just, yeah, it wasn't ideal. It really wasn't ideal. But... Quote of the night was when you were like, I need, if this was BB2, I would have rage quit by now. 100%. And that was at <laughs> half-time. And that was only 3-0. <laughs> it was just everything was going wrong. Uh, but yeah, I think I would have rage quit. If it was BB2, I would have rage quit. I had enough. Honestly, literally everything I went for worked out. Yeah. Which has never happened before. Well, I don't think I failed. I don't know whether that's any your roles. luck or my luck as soon as I leave Hampshire. As soon as you leave Hampshire, your dice are just falling. <laughs> it's just atrocious. It's incredible. They're um, just the turncoats. It's like they don't like leaving home. So, yeah, that was 5 0, and it was that's a bit painful. It, it was very painful. It was good fun. It it was, it was you were just fun. lucky that you were driving. Because <laughs> there's half a chance yeah. on the left you. Yeah, it's quite, it's quite a walk. Um, it's quite a walk. But no, it was it was good fun. The whole the whole evening was quite. I was cool to see toyment. It was really good. Um, yeah, really loved that. Uh, that's everything I've been playing. What about you? I, I played against Milton. Ooh. against his undead. So it's his. This is a new team. This is my new orc team. So this is their third or fourth match. Yeah, something like that. I want to say yeah. So their third or fourth match. And it was Milton's third, I think. So, brand new teams. He's running as undead. He is running as undead. A couple of ghouls, um, a knight, a white, even a knight. I've got Britannians on the brain. Undead knights. Undead knight. Um, And a couple of mummies. Um, And it was just a bad night for him, unfortunately. I won it 1-0 in the end, but I injured a mummy. He didn't regen. I did hear about this. Um, Nothing bad. He's alright for the next game, but I did kill a white that didn't regen. Yeah, that's brutal. And I, I think it was four or five injuries on the night in the end. However, the good thing about the undead team is where you do have that regen, you do tend to keep up the gold. So when a guy does actually tetmark, you are statistically lo- you are statistically having half the people die that you would yeah. normally have as a, as yeah, a team. And most of them have got armor eight, so you don't lose that many players permanently. So it won't take him long to replace that white. No. And they're good positionals anyway, so I don't think it had levelled up. So it was no, a vanilla white. I believe it had. Yeah, so 80, 90k, something like that. Yeah, so one more game. If, he, if he's already spent some money, he'll be able to get another one. And by now, he's got probably three goals. He has got three goals. Yeah. He bought his third goal just for the match. Yeah, because I provided the minis like a, ah. like a pusher. <laughs> um, no, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. So that was my first win with the Orcs this season. Um, Two how, about, and a win. how about a hobby? Have you been doing any hobby? Um, I've done a little bit more on my Chaos Norse. Um, I've actually started painting the Chaos Warriors that I've got on there. So we are, oh my goodness, two weeks on Saturday, which means two weeks on Friday I will be painting. Yeah, I've really <laughs> got to do a bit more. Um, I've got the next couple of nights at home and the wife's at work, so... Get them done. Yeah, that's my only option, I think. But um, I enjoyed painting them. My, my Zangor I did. I was quite chuffed with Yeah, I like that. It did look good. It's a good scheme. Mm, really nice. Um, I have done a bunch, actually, to be fair. So... We had to cat sit for a week, so for Tiff's parents, my girlfriend's parents. So we were over there, and while I was there, I managed to build the team tray for the Dead Punchy team. They were all put together anyway, so they're all primed now, um, brown, obviously, of course, and shaded. So it's all they won't take long now to get them painted and, and done. That's cool. Uh, the halflings turned up, including the pitch that we'll be giving away, um, and built the halflings. The halflings are so cool. Yeah. 
They, they really are quite cool. <laughs> they are so cool. And the heads are kind of interchangeable. That's sweet. Generally speaking, each one of them has got at least two heads that fits it. Okay. There's one guy that has one head that fits, but some of the other ones just fit anyway. Oh, so it's not right. like advertised, so I just chucked it on there. But on this, and this is what I wanted to say that I mentioned earlier, is a dude on the the community showed a picture of halflings with chaos helmets. Yes. Oh, it looks so good. They look so mischievous. They do. And I've got some chaos heads upstairs for you. Oh, that's sweet. I'd love to pilfer them and, you can and, have them. and glue some on. So I've built my halfling team, but I need, I think, to run another one. And that <laughs> got me thinking about, actually, halflings in sevens would be insanely good. Because they're cheap as heck anyway. Normally you're only running a TV of like 660, something like that anyway. I'll tell you what, they'd be brilliant. They would, because you can get 11 halflings and your treatment. Or I think you can get, um, well obviously you can't have 11 halflings, 9 halflings and treatment, I think it fits. And the halfling chef is legal in the 7th rulebook. What, 100k still? Yeah, and that's your reroll sorted. Yeah, but that's assuming that they've got rerolls. No, it doesn't matter. Halfling Chef doesn't steal rerolls. It it is on a four plus you lose rerolls. Yeah. On a four plus you gain rerolls. Oh. So if you're going up against a team with one reroll, if you roll three sixes on your roll, you still get three rerolls. <laughs> yeah. That's that's broken. Exactly. <laughs> so I'll be building a Chaos Halfling team for sevens, which I think yes. will be great fun. That'd I think it'll be great fun. That'd be great fun. So yeah, loads of hobby happening at the moment. Uh, I haven't started the pitch yet for Bonehead Bowl, but I'm going to try and I'm going to go for an Egyptian theme because that's what the guys in the group recommended after, yeah. after oh, build a pirate those, ship. Those are, yeah, oh, to be fair, pirate ship should come first, but I appreciate that's got a bit more to it. We'll do, I'll do Egyptian for this one and then I'll go Sewers for Sewer Bowl because it's the Sewer Bowl. Yep. And then Tombstone Tournament, we'll see. But at some point, I do need to do a ship. Yeah, that would be amazing. A graveyard might be more appropriate. A graveyard would be would be perfect. Yeah. But to be fair, the um the desert tiles that you you showed us did look really quite good. Yeah, the the and the, the color scheme I like for that. And the other thing is that I was going to use the new Games Workshop Age of Sigma random step set and just like oh, yeah, clone yeah. some. Then I realised that I actually had an absolute ton of tiny steps because <laughs> the actual stones just I just cut them down a bit. And yeah. you can make the uh, the stands really easily. So Sweet. I started making that. I'm going to make one segment, probably mould it and cast a bunch of them. Amazing. Because that'd be cool. Because then when we do... Because the idea is, and I don't know if we can pull this off, but I'm going to try. As at Bonehead Bowl, we want to have table one. Mm-hmm. And I want to try and stream that throughout the day. That would be brilliant. Uh, so I want to have a really nice pitch for that one. Yeah, I agree. So I've got two and a half weeks. I've got a couple of days off left. Hopefully I can get it done. If not, doesn't really matter. No, 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 not the end of the world. But um, but yeah, could be could be really, really, really cool. But awesome. that is that is it for me for hobby. Awesome. And that I think is everything. I think that is everything. Okay, let's talk some real blood bowl. Okay, so our first topic for the episode, I have classily titled Block Warts, School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I like it. I was going to go Bonehead, basic, bonehead Basics Wizards, but I thought that was uh, Blockwarts. That's fantastic. So, yeah, now my Hogwarts mention earlier makes it a bit Man, now I need a little castle with all the different types of wizarding. Oh, no. We just made a yeah, we just made a Hogwarts, a Harry Potter Blood Bowl variant. <gasps> One for each house. Quidditch. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I had a great little Quidditch card game when I was younger. Yeah. It probably wasn't very good in hindsight, yeah, but I liked it. I liked it. So, we mentioned this a couple of episodes ago, we mentioned a couple of episodes ago that we would talk through wizards because we didn't 
do the wizard for the Chaos Renegade team. No. And I think there was another time we didn't talk about them as well because we haven't really touched upon them before. So, the wizard is back. It is. It used to be in CRP. It's on Blood Bowl 1. Is it on Blood Bowl it 2? It is on Blood Bowl 2. It's on Blood Bowl 2. So, this incarnation is slightly different. But there are more to choose from based on the team that you're running. Yep. So, the halflings have just come out. They don't have a wizard. The Wood Elves have been spoiled, uh, but generally speaking, it's going to be a couple of months before they come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we've got, so we've got all this time. And this way we can do all the Wizards that have come out so far, and then when the team comes out, when we do the inducement section, we can talk through their Wizard. Yep. And it's a bit more of a... We've kind of set the scene a bit better. Yep, sounds good. So every Wizard that is a Wizard is 150. Okay. There are some Wizards that are not Wizards. And we'll come to those as well. But generally speaking, every one of these wizards is 150,000 as an inducement. You can take up to one. No team may hire more than one wizard per match. Mm -hmm. Note here that Horatio X. Schottenheim is a wizard. So he is the special assistant staff guy. So does that mean that you could take him with a wizard or would he be special assistant guy and wizard all in one? No team can hire more than one wizard. Horatio X. Schottenheim is a wizard. Okay. So he he takes up your wizard slot. Okay. So he gives you two less good fireballs, doesn't he? One's behind. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, that's one to bear in mind. We're not going to cover him here, but we'll cover all the actual wizard inducements. The disclaimer is as follows. All wizards are infamous coaching staff, and hiring wizard will take up one of the zero to two infamous coaching staff permitted. Wizards other than Horatio, however, are not named characters, and there is no restriction on both teams fielding the same type. Okay, cool. Wizards should be presented in games by a suitable model on the sidelines, both for the look of the thing and to act as a reminder that a wizard stands ready and waiting to help out. A wizard can be used once per game to cast one spell from their repertoire in either the first or second half, but not both. Once the wizard has been used, remove the model. I like that. If you do not repay, if you do not keep up payments, you may lose your house. <laughs> so we will start off with the first and wizard, well, the, the wizard that's available to every team, mm-hmm. which is the Hireling Sports Wizard. It's in Spike One and it's 150k. He's got two spells. The first one is Thunderbolt, which is it looks like a fireball. It is the fireball because the lightning bolt has gone. It's been replaced with something that does the job almost as well, but it's not quite as overpowered. Because mm-hmm. on BB1 and BB2, the wizard is a pretty no-brainer, go straight for it. Yeah. These wizards are slightly toned down, which means there is still that choice. Do I take Lude Grip? Do I take a wizard? Oh, okay. You want that choice. You don't want it to just be like, I'll just take a wizard. And sort of two plus and off the guy down. No. Mm-hmm. So we now have Thunderbolt. Um, cast either at the start of any of your turns, before any of your players perform an action, or immediately after your turn has ended, even if it ended with a turnover. So you start at the beginning. You so you cast it at the beginning of any player's turn, basically. Yeah. Choose a target square on the pitch. Roll a d6 for every standing player that is in the square or in a square adjacent to it. On a four plus, that player has been hit by the fireball and knocked down. Uh, if it's a three or less, the player manages to dodge it and he's fine. So roll a you know roll a four plus for any model that's adjacent and the model itself. Okay. Make an armor roll and you are. Using Mighty Blow. So, you do some good rolling, you can knock out a bunch of guys. It's great at the start of your turn against a cage. Oh, yeah. You target the ball carrier, even if he doesn't go down, you should take out one of the edges of the cage, so you should be able to get a decent blitz. Yep. 
This will be really good for you to use with anything that's got a Minotaur. <laughs> yeah. Basically, because they are absolute blitzing machines. Yes. Even if you don't have anybody to take out the other two people, he's still blitzing at strength six, and your ball carriers. Ball carriers are somehow always strength three. Yeah, so, pretty much always yeah, strength so three. So he yeah. goes down to strength four, so he's still getting a two die block. The bad bit would be if it doesn't go down and you end up frenzying into the middle of the cage. Yeah, then so you're you, going you to you've got to manage it. Possible but, problems there. So I think this is a great little spell mm-hmm. for a cage. If you're playing against a team that doesn't cage, so Skaven or Elves or someone in the backfield, it's very risky. Yeah, it's it's, it's less of an option really, isn't it? Yeah, so a 4+, plus, it does what you want it to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't make it and you're going for a single guy, it's okay. But grouped up, absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. The other spell, so that's one of his options. The second spell is Zap. Uh, again, cast at the start of any of your turns before any player does anything, or immediately after your turn. Target any other player and roll a d6. If the score is equal to or higher than that player's strength, that player turns into a frog for the remainder of the drive, after which the coach will secure... Uh, blah, 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 blah. If the score is equal to or higher than the player's strength, that player turns into a frog for the remainder of the drive. A natural roll uh, always fails, and a natural six always succeeds, regardless of their strength. Um, at the end of that drive, they turn back into their original. That's okay. great against you, cutter runners. <laughs> Well, yes, ish. The most important thing is that uh, I'll read the the frog stat line. Move five, strength one, edge four, armor four. That's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, dodge leap, no hands, stunty, titchy, very long legs. So it's running around wherever it wants to go, but it's got no hands. So if he's got the ball, basically, boom, he loses it. So yes, against the gutter runner, two plus, he turns into a frog and he drops the ball. So it's like lightning bolt, whereas it works on a two plus. And we'll pop the ball out, but it doesn't have the negative connotations of immediately mighty blowing, so, yeah. which is cool. Um, if the ball, if the player was carrying the ball, they drop it and it bounces like they drop a ball. Yep. And if the frog is injured, it will be badly hurt and miss the rest of the game. At the end of the game, it's fine. So the idea is you you can take out the player really easy because he's on a four, but if you kill it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So yeah, they're always going to be okay for the next game. But then again, that's again that's a perfect way of being able to take out that gutter runner. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like going that. to be incredible to take out gutter runners. If a gutter runner's got the ball and you've got this wizard in hand, two plus, he drops the ball, turns into a frog. You run over and blat him. Yeah. Um, and hopefully the gutter runner is out for the rest of the game. But sure. there is that chance. So it is actually downgraded from the old lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. I think it's fairer. I I think I prefer this. Now there are always those rolls. You know, you're going to roll a one. But yeah. that's all, always a thing, and if it was automatic, it would be no fun. Agreed. So, you've got 150k, you want to take a wizard, which, you run this wizard, Yep. you don't have to choose a spell at the beginning, which is very useful. Uh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Which of these do you think you're going to use more? Generally, you're going to use the Thunderbolt, I think. I think so too. Because of the caging. You've got more bashier teams than you have low strength yeah. teams. The, the great thing is, you've got options for both. You're playing Skaven, you're going to turn somebody into a frog. Mm-hmm. If they cage, you're going to blat them with the, with the Thunderbolt slash yeah. Fireball. I love it. I think it's brilliant. I like it. It's, yeah, it's it, you've got something for every occasion. Mm-hmm. So that is the, the Hireling Sports Wizard. So that's your basic wizard. Everybody can take it. Now we're going to move on to some of the more esoteric ones that are fixed teams. So the Chaos oh, Sorcerer. Thank you. The Chaos Sorcerer is Chaos Renegades, Dwar- Chaos Dwarfs, and Nurgle. So all your Chaos dudes. Sweet. 
the sad thing no it's not sad it's fine I was going to say corn can't use it but corn can't corn use it corn doesn't resources. exist in theory well no it's just that corn doesn't like spells despite the fact that it's the power there. is casting the best spells in the game it's, it's a prayer it's a spell then it's a prayer um, so the chaos sorcerer has got thunderbolt same Sweet. as the same as an all wizard so that's the same thing so you pick a dude roll if you have strength or better no that's the um, three or high oh you're right yep so it's got thunderbolt same as the other one which is your fireball hits an area roll for everybody there four plus they go down as if they're hit by mighty blow so really cool the second one he's got is rampant mutation start at the beginning of any of your turns just mm-hmm. your turns before any player performs, performs an action choose a player on your team and roll a d6 on a 2 plus that player gains two mutation skills of your choice until the end of the drive so on a 1 it does nothing on a 2 plus you get to give it horns and claw oh my god that'd be straight off the bat or you know two heads or big hand um, oh man yes my goblin your goblin you just go straight for the He's big hand big hand what would be a good one with him? I'd give him horns. Horns would be a good one. Goes in, blitz. picks up the ball, blitzes out of strength three. Oh my god. Yeah, with that horrible goblin. <laughs> Leave him alone. Yeah. If, I genuinely, if he does get a strength up, I'm going to say I'm on fire. Yeah, so if the result uh, is a one, however, the player becomes a mass of flesh as raw chaos just turns into a tiny little chaos spawn. Um, and he gains disturbing presence until the end of your next turn, but otherwise has no other effect. So there is no downside. No, that's not bad, so is it? On a one, he gets disturbing presence, which is the better of the two. So found appearance is the one we have to block on a two plus. It is. So this yeah. one is the one that affects the entire area. So yeah, it's nine square radius. Basically. So if you're running um, Nurgle, and this doesn't work out, you just get another DP guy. Yes, that's not horrendous. That's really cool. Um, I like that spell. I think that's really cool. I do like it. It's very, very thematic. Very thematic. I don't necessarily think it is going to be as good, and I don't think you'll use it very often. But every now and again, that will come in really handy. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if you've got, for example, I've obviously got the the ogre and the minotaur. Now, if I played against a dwarf team, I would definitely consider giving my ogre horns and claw. Exactly. Because you've got two guys with horns and claw. It would just be brutal. And then just stall that drive. And that is, yeah, that's the end of your drive. So you can just milk it for as yeah. long as you've got it. And just keep on going. That would be insane. Yeah. I know what I'm doing at some point this season. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Um, I like that one. It's thematic. Value's good. It's, it's, it's you, fairly balanced. I, I think. think you can take that, knowing that it will give you a toolkit at some point to do something different. But also, you don't massively suffer from the loss of the... Zap. Frog spell. No. Because the frog spell is great when you're playing against low strength high edge teams, but if you're up against another chaos team, an orc team, uh, sort of lizards, no, well, yeah, you've got this. Okay, fine. It's still going to work on like a 4 plus or a 5 plus, but actually you're, you're, you might be better off just sticking with either the fireball or taking that skill, yeah. taking it so that you can put some mutations on your guys. I like yeah. it. I think it's cool. So this one is the Druki. Sports Sorceress. So the Dark Elf, the Sports Sorceress. And this can be taken by Dark Elves and Elven Union. Cool. Because of equality. <laughs> what um, if the Wood Elves would be entitled to it? Uh, I doubt it. No. Elf Union is made up of Dark Elves as well. Ah. Yeah. So Thunderbolt. So this has got the Fireball spell as well. Mm-hmm. Thunderbolt spell. 
uh, same rules. It also has 1,000 cuts. Cast at the start of any of your opponent's turns before anybody does anything. Target any opposition player. On a 3+, plus, that player's movement, strength and agility are reduced by 1 until the end of the drive. That could be brutal. 3+, plus, okay. Is move, strength and agile reduced by 1. I'm not sold on this one as much as I am Zap. No. This will limit a guy for a drive, but the other one is... You've got a potential to take the player out. Most players are of strength 3, so Zap would work on a 3+. Mm -hmm. This spell also works on a 3+, and all it does is removes its... is buffs its stuff down. True, but with Zap, yes. it's, it's based on the player's strength. It is. So you could roll a 3 plus and reduce an ogre's movement strength by 1. So become a 4 movement, 4 strength ogre. And edge. So and edge. Well, yeah, but you're yeah. not really going to do much with your edge, are you? It's always a 6 plus. It is always a 6 plus. <laughs> um, <clears throat> which you, it would be a lot more difficult to be able to get that with a zap. Again, if you give a minotaur that, give a minotaur minus 1 movement, minus 1 strength. Right, but he's still blitzing on strength five, but he, he stops being that, that threat to, to yeah. the um to what do you call it uh, to the big guys. I I think this it's, is, a, it's a good option actually. This it is, is more of a big guy one. This uh, is against the bashy team. This is the whole point, isn't it? It's trying to give you that sort and of. And the whole idea is that these are inducements, so you can go. Ooh, I'm against Skaven. They don't have a rat ogre. I can just go for the zap because. I know that it's always going to work on a 3+. plus. Yep. Okay, I'm against the Chaos team, an Orc team, where there's strength 4 guys, there's strength 5 guys. Yeah, 1,000 cuts might be better off. And if that doesn't, if you don't need it, you've still got the excellent Thunderbolt spell. Yeah, there is that. You, you, you're not sort of limiting yourself to only the one. But the other thing as well, right, if looking at that, say, for example, they've got a... You're playing against Wood Elves. They've got a level 5 Ward Dancer. Absolutely incredible piece of kit. <laughs> yeah. And then you knock him down to minus one movement, minus one strength, minus one edge. You've got a strength four, edge five, wood elf, war dancer. <laughs> you basically take away like 90k's worth of stats. In a heartbeat. Yeah. Which could happen. Can you imagine having that against your um, your edge five gutter runner? I'd still rather turn him into a frog and punch him. But that's just me. But then that's gone, this is again going on the strength. I oh, bet it would be even, so it would still be three plus. But it does give Fair you a toolkit, like you say, and you do get to choose. It would be really funny against Kemri, actually. Yeah, it would be quite funny. Oh, Edge 2, now you're Edge 1. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, yeah, you are never doing anything. That's just throw rough. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Can't pick the yeah. ball up. But, like you say, it's quite a useful skill to, to use against one of their key players. So, like a, a star human thrower. Mm. You know, a guy that's got Edge 4. They're the, the quarterback. Yes. You take him down to strength 2, Edge 3. He really can't do anything, no. and you punch him, and hopefully he dies. It's a bit of a shame that the armor's not reduced by one as well. Yeah, I thought if you're going to do it, go whole hog. However, it's still not a bad skill, and it's you know one for the toolkit. Mm. <clears throat> the next one we have is from Spike 3, which is the Horticulturalist of Nurgle. So this is Chaos, Chaos Renegades, and the Nurgle team. So yeah. Chaos Dwarves miss out on this one. Oh, but it's real fine. shame. So this is a first one of our wizards that doesn't have the two standard spells. So the first spell is Vigorous Growth. Cast at the start of any of your opponent's turns before any player performs an action. For the duration of this turn, just this turn, mm -hmm. so the beginning of their turn you cast it, and for the rest of that turn, that player suffers minus two modifier to dice rolls when go for going for it. 
Oh, I like that. End of a half. That is super specific. It is. But also, that will do what you want it to do. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, so go go for it. It doesn't matter. Well, to be honest, plus. if you're going into the end zone, they're going to roll ones all day. Oh, of course. But until that point, you know, four pluses is huge. It's really huge. I like that. The other spell they've got is Strange Fauna. Cast either at the start of your turn or immediately at the end of your turn. So, like, like, mm-hmm. like almost every other spell. Choose an empty an empty target square anywhere on the pitch. Choose D3 opposition players within two squares of that square and roll the D6. On a 4+, plus, that player is knocked over by demon plants. <laughs> nice. And it's knocked down. Demon, demonic carnivorous plants of prodigious size that erupt from the loamy earth before rapidly rotting away to nothing. Exactly. That's apparently, amazing. apparently Spike 3 was the one they used the thesaurus on. <laughs> um, so, yeah, D3 guys within two squares of that square get knocked down. And again, that is Mighty Blow and Nurgle's Rot. See, that's brilliant. Isn't that great? So it's like it's a bigger splash zone than the Thunderbolt. It is. With the same... But you're not guaranteed to get as many players. D3. It's up to D3. Okay, yeah. But if they're going for a wider cage, actually, I mean, that's five squares apart. Five squares apart. If you roll a three, you can take out three dudes in a massive beaten zone of 25 squares. That's quite cool. So you go from nine from the Thunderbolt to 25. Yeah. But you're only hitting D3 of them, and it's on a four plus. So it's it's not the most um, efficient spell. But you do still have your splash attack. I like that. That's quite cool. With the potential of getting a free play. So, would you take the Nurgle guy or the Chaos guy? Or, in fact, the Normal Wizard? Because you've run Nurgle quite a lot. I don't know if I'd take that. I'll tell you what, if I was playing against an edge team, I would probably take... Oh, I don't know. I'd be tied between whether to take the Horticulturalist or the Normal Wizard. One, because of the go for it. The go for it is a massive... Yeah, that is... that is, But it is quite it's situational. Very, yeah, very specific. Um, I think I'd go for the normal one, to be honest. I also think you go for the normal one. Although, seeing Strange Fauna work out would be amazing. Particularly if you get a player. Yeah. It's, it's just, a shame that... I think... I know what you're going to say. Go for it. It's the D3. Yeah, I know. It should be, if you're looking at it, you should be going, okay, up two, three players in that area. Yeah. I think the D3 is, is one too many. Or, you know, maybe. 2D3 or D6. Yeah. Because, you know, rolling a one or a two is it's going to be it rubbish. It's so annoying, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, because you're getting one guy in that zone and it's still only on a four plus. I think it is slightly underpowered. Mm. I think maybe two D3 opposition players or, like you say, up to three opposition players. And then you get that choice. But it's still four plus. Yeah. Then you've got, compared to the Thunderbolt, where it can be up to nine blooming guys on four pluses, now it is a guaranteed three, but in a bigger zone. Would have been a decent balance. Yeah. But, you know, so I think that's what takes it slightly out, slightly below the league of the other spells. I agree. The other wizard. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But the go for it is very cool. Go for it's amazing. Yeah, that could, situational, but will do the job. Um, the next one we have is the Sports Necrothurge from Wizards. Uh, from Spike 4. This is for Undead, Necromantic, Tomb Kings, Slash Kemri, and Vampire Teams. Mm-hmm. Okay, Again, this one doesn't have any of the regular spells, which you kind of like, because every team can take the regular spells anyway. So, you know, it makes you choose. Yeah. But I do like these ones. 
Incorporeal is the first one. Cast at the start of any of your opponent's turn. Um, target one of their players and roll the dice. On a 3+, plus, it becomes strangely incorporeal. <laughs> the player gains the no-hand skill and will immediately drop the ball if it was carrying it, causing it to bounce. Additionally, the player loses all of its tackle zones. Incorporeal lasts until the start of their next turn. Hmm. I think I'd rather have Zap. Yes, and... So the good thing about this spell is on a 3+, plus, it takes... Anybody's tackle zones away for an entire for both for one turn ah, so each. Good on guard, isn't it? It's good on guard. It's good on. It's good on lots tackle. of things. Hilariously, it completely takes tentacles away. Huh. Yeah. So they've got a big guy on a three plus. That dude now has no tackle zones and no tentacles and does nothing. That gets really abusive and noble for nothing. I mean, it can still block things, but but still, yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, I really like this spell. Hmm. Because taking the tackle zone away and making them drop the ball means that it's actually quite useful against whatever situation you've got. If yeah. you're hitting the ball carrier, they'll drop the ball, they'll drop it. If you're hitting the side of a cage, I don't know. There's just some stuff you can do. But that's on a 3+. plus. It is. Which you're probably looking at doing with a normal ball carrier, as we spoke earlier. You're not really a strength 3 guy who picks up the ball. Yeah. So if you've got a strength 3 guy that picks up the ball, you could do zap anyway. Exactly. But... This is more useful, like you mentioned earlier, against the big guys. Yes. So, say, in this horrible scenario, your ball carrier, or one of your key pieces, is based by a big guy. Mm-hmm. And you need to dodge away from him. Actually, you just bant him into a ghost and just run away. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, there it is, is that. It's really quite cool. <laughs> Bye-bye now. It's really quite cool. It, I'm, I, I don't think it is as good as throwing him into a frog. Yep. But it does have its specific uses, doesn't it? But like you said, with the no cut, with the millions of cut spell, is that it always works on three plus. Yeah, um, I suppose looking at it, that would be great against the likes of Team Kings. Mm-hmm. With your big guy, your mummy. Yeah. To, to, to be fair, you want to use it against the players that against the teams that can use it. <laughs> which is actually which yeah, is strangely really, sort of a really good point. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but no, I suppose it's, it is again, it's more of a situational one, but. Yeah, you'd have to make that decision just before you play it, wouldn't you, really? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 an interesting one. Um, the second spell it has is the Van Halables Dance Macabre. Cast either at the start of your turns... Uh, no, just literally cast at the start of... <laughs> any of your turns? Yeah, cast at the start of any of your turns before a player does anything. Roll a d6. On a 3+, plus, every skeleton and zombie player on the pitch gains plus one move, plus one edge, and plus one armour until the start of your next turn. Um, so in a mirror match this affects theirs as well yeah okay I, I the idea of everyone getting plus one move and plus one edge is awesome but when you are playing skeletons and zombies they are move four or five and they are edge two so it's not like all of a sudden they can start dodging out of places <laughs> or they can make a run for it um, this is that they become humans for a round I don't like it. No, I think this one is um, basically useless. Yeah, it really is. It could have been so cool. But again, that's I suppose that's also situational, isn't it? What if you've got a couple of guys that are just too far away? It is situational, but I think from the building of these wizards, you can only really have one situational skill and one general skill mm-hmm. as a bundle. If you've got two yeah. situational skills, which they both are, they kind of are. It limits the the affordability. I think they've missed a trick here. Now, when we so. did our AOS team design competition, one of our entrants actually came up with a spell for these guys. 
yes. which was give everybody jump up as like the idea is that they're being raised up again from mm-hmm. the ground. Using this spell and making and giving all of the zombies and skeletons jump up and plus two edge, uh, not plus two edge, plus movement. two movement. Did that be quite cool? Would have been awesome. Yeah, would have been really interesting. I think they've just undersold it. Even plus two movement and plus two edge. Yeah. Drop the armor. Would have been cool because you know you everyone. You suddenly looking at that going. Huh. Okay, right on a three plus. All of these guys get up and everyone is moving two squares faster. Like, oh my god, that's a huge impact. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. Regardless, I didn't write these rules. So, they're probably more balanced than mine would be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we do this, don't we? Oh, massively so. <laughs> so, the sports Necrothurge, the incorporeal is very cool. Um, it is. The other one is basically unusable. Which, I agree. for me, means that the anybody can have it wizard is better. Yeah. The hireling sports wizard is just generally better. better option, yeah. So... Those are all the wizards that are wizards, with the exception of Schottenheim, who is mm-hmm. technically a wizard. Yeah. We now have a wizard that isn't a wizard. He's a weather mage instead. Yes. So, this is from Spike 2. Nought one weather mage, 30,000 each. A weather mage is not a wizard inducement, and may be induced in addition to another wizard. Yeah, mages aren't wizards. Yeah, sucks to be you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you're still not a real wizard. <laughs> you're an almost. Not a proper wizard. Yeah, mudbloods. Their heritage reference in there. Uh, no, not mudblood. What's that? Squib. Squib. Yeah, not a wizard. Should be, but you've never quite made it. <laughs> a weather mage may be used once per game at the start of your team's turn. Roll on the weather table, modifying the result by either plus minus, by either plus or minus one or two, which gives you a for huge. This massive turn. Range. Yeah. Yeah. If you roll a seven, you're still stuck. If you roll a six, you can drop it down to a. No, you'd want it at five. Yeah. So six, seven, eight, nothing. Yep. Anything more than that, you actually do get to choose. That's, that is fairly good, isn't it? This is quite useful. The resulting effects last until the start of your next turn, replacing the existing weather conditions. At the start of your next turn, the replaced weather conditions will return. What it does mean is you get nice on everything. Everything? Nice is four to ten, isn't it? Four to ten. So you cannot get a... Ba- so yeah, you can choose to have nice weather regardless. If you roll box yep. cars, you drop it to a 10, you've got nice weather. Mm-hmm. So what yeah. this does mean is you take this for 30k, you're playing in the rain, you need to pick up the ball. You're playing in a blizzard, you're playing in the one that limits your throwing or whatever. Uh, pouring rain. No. Yeah. Uh, no, it's... Um, blizzard. Yeah, that's the one that does um, yeah. slow and short and quick, doesn't it? And go for it as well, do yeah. Anyway, there's a lot of weather stars out there. There are also more weathers for different pitches and different tournaments. You take the weather mage, and you know that for one turn, you get to play in nice weather. Yeah. And it lasts until the start of your next turn. So, again, there is a chance of rolling a weather effect that will affect them. So you could kick off to them, and then just cast a weather, <laughs> basically. And, I hope, <laughs> and hopefully you get rain or a blizzard or something that slows them down and affects them for a turn. If they need to do a one-turn touchdown, that could be really useful. But interesting is what it says is if you choose sweltering heat, you've still got to apply those effects at the end of that drive. Yes. Note that if the drive should end before the start of your next turn, a changing weather result on the kickoff table may change the weather conditions again. If this drive does end before the weather conditions change back to those that were in effect before the weather mage was used... The effects of the current weather conditions are applied. For example, if the weather mage has been used to create sweltering heat, when the drive ends, apply this effect. 
Which is quite cool. You're quite right. Yeah. So that's our bargain for 30k. You know what? Particularly if you've only got 40. 40. Exactly. Everybody hates having 40k. It's so, it's the sweet point. It's like, I have two skills more than you and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm. Well now, actually for one turn, you get to make a bad weather effect go away or take a gamble at causing a weather for me and, to And you're not run. losing anything No, this by is, taking it. It's a free roll. Completely. Yeah. Completely. I mean, there will be some times where you get to choose between do I take Lude Grip or do I take the Chainsaw Guy and a Weather Mage? Yeah. Which is really cool. And you get those decision points, which I'm a massive, massive fan of. Okay, so the last wizard missing is Horatio X. Schottenheim, who is the infamous coach from Death Zone 2. Who's also a wizard. He does count as a wizard, despite being listed as a master mage. So that's just really rubbing salt in the wounds. So of a master mage. mage is the same as a wizard? Yeah, but a mage is not. Maybe you just not got enough experience. Um, so he is available to any team. And once per half, Horatio can cast a fireball and throw it at the opponents. He can do this at the start of his turn's team. Blah blah blah. He can do this at the start of. He can do this at the beginning of any of your turns or at the end of your turn. Mm-hmm. Choose a target square anywhere on the pitch, then roll for scatter. Oh. Yeah. Move it three uh, d3 squares in the direction. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, roll one dice to hit each standing player in that square or adjacent to it. Okay. On four plus, they get knocked down, and they do count as being hit by the mighty blow. I don't like that. It's it's once per half. Yeah, but can you imagine you put it slightly nearby, and then it bounces back and smacks one of your guys? And that is why he is only 80,000. Oh, hold on. That's worth the risk now, isn't it? Exactly. So, he is not the full 150 for a wizard, so you've got a choice of having... 150k, and that fireball hits exactly where you want it to. It, now, you might roll ones and threes and absolutely miss everybody. <laughs> but you're going to have that guaranteed effect. Yeah. This guy, it scatters d3 first, then lands, but you get to do it twice. So the wizard you kind of use tactically. Mm. Horatio, you just kind of chuck him up there for 80k. You almost want to use it right at the beginning of a half. And you know what? 80k is not a lot of money. No, and that's it. I mean, you still use your 70k for... Generally speaking, all you get... That amount is a keg, or a cheerleader, or you know, have the weather mage. You can now get higher than you can, but um, he might not be a bad punt for eighty thousand. That's why I was just thinking. That obviously, if you're if you're a goblin team, That's you can't nice. take him anyway, can you? Yeah, any team, any team can take him. Right, yeah. you wouldn't want him on a goblin team because well, yeah, but you're looking at the same money as Bummer Dribble Snot, or well, while that is actually accurate, if you are a goblin coach. That should not matter to you. No, you should be considering that. You should go, I've already got a bomber, now I've got another one. But this would be good. If you've got three guys on the line you're facing off against, right? Yep. A couple of guys on the wing. We're talking like just a standard sort of make-up here. One at the back. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And then three random guys somewhere in the middle. Yes. Right? Yeah. If you put that right in the middle, you've got a good chance of hitting someone. Yes, you do. You and do. you could do that at the start of both of the halves. It's a huge variance. There's an absolutely huge amount of space it can land in. D3 scatters. So the first one does still scatter. So you're looking at four squares. Four by four in either direction. Which turns into one, two, three. So it's a 49 square radius where, the ball can, where that fireball can land. 
Sure, it hits everything out around there, but it, it's, it's big. It's a, it's I'd love to use that against dwarves where they put everything right in the middle. If you get it right, it's wicked. Yeah. You get to do it twice a game. If it scatters off, you might only hit a corner. That's well worth considering for 80,000, it really isn't. Yeah, I like it. You know what, I'm coming around to that. He still counts as your wizard, which I think is a very good decision. Because I'm thinking, oh, cool, for 230, you could have both this guy and the fireball guy. And just have an absolutely... absolutely <laughs> fireballs everywhere. So, I've already started brewing up a wizard tournament. Yes. Yeah. Unlimited wizards. There are rules in the old Blood Bowl land for using wizards on pitches. Is even mentioned on the, um, the little quotes and stuff at BBT. Yes. Because there's something about it where Wizards used to um, do it from the sidelines, but they were forced to bring it onto the pitch. And I imagine they all died. And then the Wizards, yeah, and the wizards yeah. kept dying because it was being annihilated. There you go. We'll have to do an episode about Wizard players. Yes. Um, because I know we spoke about it when we were doing our Age of Sigmar nonsense. We did. Yeah. And I think there could be something cool in there, especially because the Dungeon Bowl is all about Wizards. Mm. Uh, and actually having some Wizards on there would be cool. Yeah. Would be cool. Anyway, guys, that is everything for that topic about wizards. We're going to move on to our next one. Okay, thank you. So the second topic is a quick one. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. I was looking at some minis the other day, looking at some major sigma miniatures, thinking, what could I use these for in Blood Bowl? Because mm. they're quite cool. And I was looking at the tiny ginger dwarf men. Fire Slayers. Yeah, the Dwarf Fire Slayer guys. And I was thinking, oh dude, this would make a sweet Slayer team. And then I was like, you could use them as Norse. They've got Armour 7, they've got some Frenzy, they've got some Block. That makes sense. So great representation of what a Slayer team would be like. And then um, Rick, the Iron Man of Blood Bowl, friend of the (laughs) podcast and occasional host, did flag up and was like, Ben, you need to check out my dugout teams because there is in fact a Slayer team on there. There is. And I was like, I'd forgotten about these teams. He'd shown me ages ago. So we thought we would just quickly talk through them. There is four. And I've not seen a lot about them. So I can either assume they hit, splashed, everyone was like, this is garbage, and then moved on. I think there's a mixture because not many people know about the actual Blood Bowl app that Games of Action released, which is what this is. Yes, it is, yeah. And then... There wasn't a huge amount of fanfare on it. I think they kind of did it and thought, oh, hold on, this isn't working, and then abandoned it. Mm. But in the time that they had it, they created four new teams. And then no one's ever done anything with them. But they're cool. They are cool teams, and they fit in the miniatures. Yes. One of them doesn't. But, but the other no, ones you're right, one of them doesn't. Yeah. However, <clears throat> what from my point of view, and probably from yours as well, we create different teams. We did that whole Sigma thing and yeah, created our own yeah. things. Love it. They're already doing this. These could have been... The they next still be yeah. the next round of teams. So, we'll start at the top. Pestilent Vermin Team. So this is your Clan Molder. No. I don't know, actually. Clan Pestilence. It is That's Clan it. Pestilence. Yeah, they're Clan Pestilence Skaven. So the Skaven disease dudes who are nerdly. So they've got 0-16's Novitiates. I think there's an eye missing from that. Anyway, Novitiates. Uh, 50,000, 6337, so standard uh, standard Skaven mm-hmm. for 50k, but these guys come with Disturbing Presence and Mutation on a Normal. See, that's cool. Mm, it is cool. It is also just, that is, oh, it's not strictly better because they're one slower. Ah, uh, they are. I like that. that yeah, alright, I've convinced myself that's okay now. <laughs> <laughs> so there are your linemen. Then you've got 0-4 Pox Flingers for 50,000, 6337. 
with Bombardier, Pass, and Secret Weapons. So I think they're the Poison Wind Globadiers. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah that would make sense. Nord to 4, Secret Weapons, so they're Bombardiers. So you can have up to 4 Bombardiers with Pass. That's great, isn't it? It's insanely good. Ash 3 as well. But oh. you're only ever going to use one at a time. Uh, because you only get one, one pass action at a time. Pass action. I don't think throwing a bomb counts as a pass. Throwing a dude counts as a pass. Throwing a bomb doesn't count as a pass. But no, you can only do it once per turn anyway. So you can you can use you can only use one attack. Okay. So there isn't much point in running more than one on a pitch at once. No, but you wouldn't mind having two, I suppose, would you? Until you blow one dude up. <laughs> uh, and then secret <laughs> weapon. So that's quite cool. Yep. Uh, then you've got Nort Two Poison Keepers for a hundred thousand, eight three three seven. Okay, so they're gutter runners. A mm-hmm. little bit slower, a little bit stronger, less agility. They've got dodge and stab. No secret weapon. No secret weapon. That's quite cool. It is very cool. But 100k. How <clears throat> much? 100k. Well, they just get stabbed for free. There is that. Um, and if you can start getting a couple of um, a level ups and give them multiple block, because that's a general skill, isn't it? Multiple block is strength, so they need doubles. Is it really? Yes, you need that's, that's why dark elf assassins aren't great. It's because they need that double right. to get. If they could, if it was general, there would be quids in. Yeah, and that would fix that position. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nord two cardinals for eighty thousand six three three eight with block and horns. That's cheap. It's awesome. So uh, that is a human lineman. Yes. With block and horns for 30k yeah. block and horns for 30k they've got general and strength as well so you can go the guard mighty blow route on they've already got horns so you just frenzy block horns these guys and they're wicked good, and of course a rat ogre which is a standard rat ogre yeah. re-roll 70k which I think is fair yep I agree the kind of theme with these teams is they all are a little bit a little bit too strong yep um but again, a, an interesting way to play. I like it. This is Blood Bowl at 11, whereas our mixed teams is Blood Bowl at 12, I think. Yeah, okay. This is Blood Bowl at 11. Yep. So those the, that's the Pestilent Vermin teams. I can see you running your linemen, taking a couple of bombardiers. Yeah. You've got to, you've got to take the Poison Keepers for the movement. Mm. And you've got to take the Cardinals because they're your Glitzers. You could do it and it'd be a really cool team. Yeah, it would look good as well, wouldn't it? It would look really good. And, you know, the models for um, the Clan Pestilence, is it. they're really nice models. Yeah. You could you could run that and it would look really good. Now, this is the team that I stumbled across, or Rick hooked me up with, which are the Slayer Hold teams. So, Nord 16 Beast Slayers for 60,000. 6337. Cool. So, that's agility for a dwarf. Uh, <laughs> with Dauntless and Thick Skull. Normal, general and strength. Okay. They're your linemen. They are Norse without block, but Dauntless and Thick Skull instead. For 10k. So I love this because Dwarf Slayers, their whole purpose in life is to go and get murdered by something awesome, Mm -hmm. but to try first. Dauntless means that all of your linemen um, can fight anyone. Yeah. Which is wicked. Yeah, you're blocking your. um, Yeah. You're blocking an ogre on a one die block with two plus. Is that right? I think three plus. Well, three plus. Well, yeah, three plus. That's still not bad. Yeah, it's it? not bad at all. They've got fixed skull, which kind of counters out armor seven. Mm-hmm. I think it's really good. I like it. Uh, Nord four troll slayers ninety thousand five three two eight block dauntless frenzy thick skull. So that's a normal troll slayer. That is your normal troll slayer. You can take four of them, which I think is wicked. Oh, is it two in an all team? Yeah. So I was thinking two dwarf boxes. I've got. I've got my. I've got my. Uh, my dudes. Mm-hmm. I've got four troll slayers anyway. 
chuck those fire dudes in as your beast slayers and convert a couple. Or naught two Skaven slayers. Seventy thousand. Five three two eight. Break tackle, frenzy, nerves of steel, thick skull. I can't get my head around this positional. That's really odd, isn't it? Frenzy, fine. Thick skull, fine. Break tackle with strength three is only good because they are add two. two. Right. Now they're 70, so they're cheap. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for 10k more, you lose Dauntless, you lose an agility, you lose a movement. Once a turn, you can dodge as if you had a mighty Ash 3. <laughs> and then you get Nerves of Steel, which means it's 4 plus to pick up. No, does Nerves no, of Steel... No, Nerves of Steel is catching regardless of the tackle zones and passing, ignoring the tackle zones. So I really don't know what they're doing. Because your normal guys are dodging around on a 4 They're plus. almost trying to build them as throwers. Oh. So you're going to throw it because yeah. you're not really going to want to try and run away with a five, aren't you? No. Kind of, yeah. But yeah. you can move if you've got if you manage to pick the ball up on a. F- so and they've got passing as an all skill. They do have. Yeah, you're right. They are your throwers, but they are just exceptionally bad at it. Yeah. They're a worse thrower than the Kemri thrower. They are. Which is <laughs> they are. Which is which atrocious. Is massively impressive. Uh, then you've got dragon slayers at a. Feeble, 170,000. Oh, I can have three. Yeah, except you can only have two. Nought to two. Uh, so move five, strength four, edge three, armor nine, like this. Okay, so it's a... Chaos Warrior. It is a Chaos Warrior. But this dude comes with block, and yep. Juggernaut, and Dauntless, and Stand Firm, and Thick Skull, and General Strength. Man, that's fairly impressive. Two of those, man. That's... Two strength four pieces that come with block... And when they decide to blitz, they've got jugs. Give them both guys, stand them on line. So Troll slayers either side of them. Jugs. So <laughs> it's awesome. That's incredible. Yeah. I drop the Skaven slayers because they're just garbage. I don't know. I think you would possibly want to run one. For the nerves of steel. Nerves of steel. Get him sure hands. Yeah. So these guys are 70,000 for rerolls. Uh, dragon slayers are awesome troll slayers work well beast slayers work well as your linemen it's interesting having dauntless as your, your normal skill yeah uh, the skaven slayers sure if there's a way to make it work brilliant and then you can level one up and get I think I think you only want one sure hands isn't great because you, you know, I get to re-roll my 4 plus actually that's a 75% success yeah. rate yeah I just convinced myself that could work um, you'd only want one two would be pointless yeah it's interesting it's a very different team mm. uh, and it's dwarves without block and tackle so that's sweet. Yeah, it's true. That's your Slayer Hold team. Um, I'm going to go straight for Savage Orcs. Oh. And we'll come back to the other team. So Savage Orcs are 0-16 Lyman at 60k. 5-3-3-8. So that is normal Orc. No, no, because they've got armor 9. Ah, so it's a slightly more fragile Orc. Well, that makes sense. More. Because they run around basically naked, don't Absolutely. they? Absolutely. But they come with Frenzy. That makes sense. So your entire lineup, your linemen, all have Frenzy with armor 8 and Ancient Strength 3. That's pretty decent. That's not bad at all. Slow human linemen with Frenzy for 60k. The normal skill up is only strength as well. Yeah. Which I think that is probably because they've got Frenzy as a standard yeah. skill. Um, and I think any more than that might cost a bit more. So yeah, they're, get, they're, they're getting the normal. Um, so maybe when they level up guard is what you're going for to help everybody else and the fact they've got yeah. Frenzy. Yeah. And then, you know, you get on your doubles, you get a block. Because block frenzy is great when all the other guys have got guard. Very true. 
Okay, talking about block and frenzy, 0 to 4 blitzers, 90k, 6338. So again, human like lineman. Yeah, that's a human lineman. But yeah, this, it's like an orc without the armor again. Yeah, and it comes with block and frenzy. Cool. Which is cool. 90k, you can have up to four of them. Block frenzy is huge. It is massive. Um, that's really that's efficient. Yeah. And and you get 0 to 4 brutes, 80,000, 4428 fixed skull. So you get fixed skull instead of the armor, and that's a black orc. Yep. Also with the blitzers, they're 10k more than a blitzer. They are 10k more, but they get block. They get frenzy. They get frenzy as well. They get frenzy. Uh, brutes only have strength. Yeah, so brute strength. Yeah. Uh, you get naught two throwers, which are seventy thousand five three three seven frenzy nerves of steel and pass. So they drop an armor from the orc. Frenzy nerves of steel and pass. I think that's awesome. Nerve Steel is really good, um, and you're starting to look at making your blitzers. So it's a it's a clever it. it's a clever design because you you know you use frenzy, you end up in bad places. You do generally speaking, if you end up in bad places, you have Nerve of Steel, so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. They're still passing and ignoring everybody. Around. However, if you're using frenzy, you that means you can't pass. pass. I know, but the idea is you get stuck in the middle of stuff. It's a cool fallback. And one Swamp Troll. I love this because it is a troll. It is a different troll. 130,000 instead of the normal 110 for a troll, is it? 110, yeah. 5518. No, 5519. Loner, always hungry, mighty blow, really stupid, regeneration, and throw teammate. This is 20k extra. For one movement? Yes. For one movement. That's disappointing. I was expecting to see disturbing presence there. Yeah. Because the, the smell of a swamp, swamp river yeah. trolls have that little aura in fantasy battle and right. in AOS, where they're just smelly. So disturbing presence should be in there, I think. And rerolls of fifty k. I think you're gonna need them with all the frenzy you got. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, it's similar-ish to. <sighs> I like this team. It, it a lot of frenzy. Your armor's not incredible. It isn't really isn't that bad. No, it's interesting. It's almost like a. <sighs> Crazy human orcs. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an interesting build. I, again, I think it might be a little slightly under-costed in places, or you might have too many positionals, or the rerolls a bit cheap. It just looks like you get a bit more than you do from another team. Yeah. From a standard, from one of the core twenty-three to six, depending <laughs> on how you feel about stuff. And then the last team is the human nobility team. So this one I did hear about um, back in the day. I heard about the Savage Orcs and I never really paid much attention because people like that's just basically corned orcs. Obviously it isn't, but it is, you know, yeah. it's frenzy, therefore it's corn because people are blood bowl racists. Um, <laughs> uh, human nobility, because uh, I heard about this because they were like, oh, it's Bretonia. But again, blood bowl racism. Human nobility teams, 0 to 16 retainers, 70k, which is a lot for alignment. That's a huge, <clears throat> yeah, huge amount for alignment. Dwarves can pull it off, but they have a lot of stuff. So movement six, strength three, edge three, armor eight. So that's a human. That is a human. They come with fend. So you're paying twenty k for fend, which is exactly right. So while that seems a little bit garbage, it's not. It is fair priced, and I think it's been brought in there to counterbalance the team. That's rain. What are you looking for? I thought the cat was up to summit. No, you're right. Apologies. Then you've got not to four bodyguards. 90k, 6, 3, 3, 8 guard block. Okay, so they are one movement slower than a human blitzer. 
But they come with guard. And block. So you're basically, that's a lineman with two skill ups again. It is a lineman with two skill ups. But they've got access to strength, which a lineman doesn't. No. It's a blitzer that's swapped his movement for a guard skill. Yes. Okay. Guard is great. Uh, I, th- I quite like that. Having four is really cool. Then you've got four, not to four throwers, 73, uh, 70k, 6338 pass. So they're human throwers without sure hands. Mm-hmm. Then this is the, this is the interesting bit. Not to two princelings. 110k each. 7337. Alright. Mm-hmm. Catch, dodge, pro. I like pro. Pro is cool. Catch and dodge is cool. So they're your catchers. But you're paying 50k for one less movement. One and more pro. strength. Oh, one more strength, true. And pro. Ooh. How much is a strength increase? You will 50K. know this. Yeah. So for 70k, <laughs> you will know this. You will know this. <laughs> for 70k and a trade of a movement, you are getting not two prince things who have general agility and pass, so they can level up straight into nerves of steel. That's true. And their strength three. Sure, their armor's a bit, you know, not great, but their strength. I'd be three. interested to see how they come off. Generally, when you look at 110k, yes, you're looking at generally a strength kind of guy, you're a basher, or a warder. What's a troll? Excuse me. Yeah, it's a troll. I would rather have this guy than a troll all day long. Oh, definitely. This guy can do things. <laughs> and then you can take up to two ogres. That's good. Yeah. So, uh, and rerolls a 60k for this team. Oh, okay, that's not horrendous. Is this a strictly better human team? No. If you had a choice between these guys and a human team, what would you think? Human team. I think the human team. Because I don't know whether you would look at the princelings as the alternative catchers and think that they're much better than the current catchers. Because you're not necessarily looking to block with them. You don't necessarily need that strength. The strength is there as a defence. However, the bodyguards are quite interesting. So, let me flip this around. Okay, while they're armour 7, with one level up, those princelings become whatever you want them to be. You give them block, they are blitzers. They're only strength 7. Uh, they're only uh, armor seven, but then they are a blodging blitzer. True. <clears throat> Which is pretty great. That's very true. The slight negative is that pro, while a very useful skill, should really only be used on roles you don't mind not failing. Okay? So pro is great yep. on big guys. Yes. So, ah, oh, boneheaded. That's okay. On four plus, I get to reroll it. Yeah. Awesome. Bloodlust. Really stupid, maybe mm-hmm. not, but you know, you get it's a free roll. Yes. You've got dodge, so you, you're automatically dodging around anyway. Mm-hmm. You've got catch, so you're automatically doing that anyway. You try and pick up the ball with this dude. You're not going to use pro. No. Because I'm like, I need to pick up this ball or it's over. So you use a team roll. At that point, pro becomes useless. It's great when you've run out of rerolls. Yeah. And generally speaking, pro is great when you're blocking because you're like, ah, push, push. Four plus, I have another go. But it's okay if I don't. Yeah. If you know you're trying to do something else with it, it's a bit risky. Yeah, because yeah, you're starting to look at those rolls where you need to have yeah. the re-roll as opposed to it would be nice to. But it does mean that on a four plus he gets to re-roll anything he wants to do. That's true. And that's why I think they make quite good blitzers as well. Okay. Um they've got the dodge. Yeah, I think I think that is a really great start of a positional. Hundred K hundred and ten is a lot. 
for armor seven. So it is quite interesting. And while I actually do think these are strictly better humans, because mm-hmm. you start with four guys with guard block, provided you can afford them, because you've got seventy k linemen. Ignore that. You right on a dwarf team, you get three rerolls. Yeah. You get eleven dwarfs. Six of them are positionals that cost more than your linemen. Okay. Yeah. These are 60k rerolls, so they're slightly more than the dwarfs, but you can afford three 60k rerolls and 11 players at 70k. And, okay. then, and then you still have money to chuck in your other bodyguards. So three rerolls, 180. 11 players, 770. You're yeah. looking at 950 for both that. Yeah. Then within that, you can upgrade two guys to bodyguards, or you can drop a reroll and upgrade all of them to bodyguards. Like, like you say, it is, a, it is a pricey one, and generally speaking, I think these guys <coughs> rock, paper, scissors, humans. I think if you played a human nobility team against a human team at 1100, yep. these guys would just win. You reckon? I do. But I think against uh, like a dwarf team or anything at 1 mil, these guys would not, not do so good. They've got some cool players. It's a cool I team. I'm not sure you're right. We should try it. Nah. <laughs> nah, I'm not interested in this team. I think Fend just... It's just... It's just a nothing skill. Like, obviously it has roles. And, and it, you know, it, it does do things. But on the lineman, having Fend is just bloat. It's better to have Wrestle. Fend's the skill you choose for someone else when they've lost a bet to you. Right, okay. Do you know what? Do you have a general skill? You get Fend. Ah, oh, brilliant. See, I would have Fend on a passer. It's very Possibly possible. a catcher. Yeah, to keep him, keep him back, keep him back. Anyway, those are the four teams from my dugout. It would be wonderful to hear if any of you guys have played with any of them. Yeah, definitely. I like Savage Orcs, and I like the Dwarf team. I'm literally the other two. That's cool. That's great. <laughs> okay, well, we'll tell you what, we'll get through our tournament season. And then if you're still up for it, we'll, we'll play with some of these. I might make a Pestilent Vermin team. That's pretty cool. And if you don't like that team, then we can just build a roster and chuck it in the Lina League. Done. Yeah, I'm all on my zombie one there. Oh, we'll talk about that on another episode. Okay, that's everything on those four teams. So we're going to move on to the star player segment now. We are. So we are going to be looking at Scylla. We just worked out thanks to Google, wasn't it? Scylla Anfingrim. Now, he is a a corn legend, in all honesty. Um, but according to, to law, he is um, he was a Norse warrior, if I remember rightly, who ended up becoming one of Corn's chosen and turned into this evil cow spawn. Um, and for some reason is now in the blood book of... <laughs> Um, yeah, it did actually. It was a cross-dimensional thing, wasn't it? It was. Like dropped out of the other universe and ended up playing Blood Bowl because that was where the violence was. So I think that now means that Sigma is allowed within the Blood Bowl universe. And GW <laughs> have already um, confirmed this. How, but anyway, before we try. start getting hate... What, what do you mean, Ben? What how do you to mean? <laughs> um, he is only available to Chaos and Norse. Um, he's 250k. Movement 5, Strength 5, Agility 1, Armor 9. He has Frenzy, Thick Skull, Claw, Prehensile Tail, Loner and Wild Animal. Loner and Wild Animal. Loner and Wild Animal. Now, like everybody else. Like everybody else. He's amazing for Norse, not so much for Chaos, I feel. And why is that? 
because Chaos have already got the Minotaur. Or you've potentially got Grashnak if you've got enough money. Exactly. Exactly what I was thinking. So he is quite cool. So let's compare him to the, the Minotaur star player. So Frenzy, yeah. Fixed Skull, yeah. Wild Animal, yeah. That's the same thing. Yes. Strength 5, yeah. So he doesn't have horns. He doesn't have 2 agility. Not... Normally a right. massive thing. He has extra armour compared to a minor he's, He does, but he's got claws. So instead of having... You know what? Do Minotaurs come with mighty blood? They do. So this dude has claws instead. So Frenzy Claws is great, and that is a Yeti. So this guy is just a beefed-up Yeti. But he's not even a beefed-up Yeti. He is just a yeti. He's just He's got a, extra armor. He is just a yeah, a slightly a slightly yeah, a slightly tougher yeti with a prehensile tail. Now, there are going to be some situations where actually, you know, what having two yetis is really not a bad thing. No, no, particularly. You've got an opportunity of sticking this guy on the line and not worry if he gets hurt. Strength five claws is. is you know, he's still removal. Like, oh hell yeah, he's still removal. You are most of the time blitzing with a strength five guy, and you you're going to get the two dice. The advantage of the minotaur is you've got the horns to get you to the point where you just need one assist to get your three three die block, which is huge when you've got Lona, especially when you don't have block either. But you're looking at spending an extra hundred k over a minotaur here. Yeah. For which, generally speaking, for star players, is probably about right. Like you always up. There was a high cost. Isn't there? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And Lona doesn't matter when it's a big guy. Prehensile tail is quite handy. So the closest thing that Norse can take is Ice Pelt Hammer Blow at 330. Right, okay. So this is an option if you haven't got 330. Yeah. Oh, wow, he's good. Ice Pelt, yeah. I think we spoke about him a few episodes. We did. The guy is absolutely huge. And the... Oh, what's the name of the other guy they can take? Just a little bit under... Uh, did he miss that? <clears throat> so yeah, they can take Ice Pelt at three thirty or Wilhelm Cheney at two forty. Oh, and you see, I love Wilhelm. So let's have a look at him because he's going to be the competition. Okay, yeah, he is going to be your competition. So Wilhelm Cheney, Necromantic Norse Vampire, two hundred and forty, eight four three eight. With Lona Catch, Claws, Frenzy, Regeneration, Wrestle. It's a tough one. It depends what you want, isn't it? Mm. So Wilhelm Cheney will be a player that can catch things uh, and or Wrestle Frenzy at Strength 4, which is pretty useful, and yeah. Movement 8, which is huge. Or if you need some beef, you can take that dude. So you've got a support function with Wilhelm. Mm. Or you've got meat. Wilhelm would be great Silla. as a safety against high-edge teams. Yeah, I'm a bit sad. I thought Scylla had strength six. I thought he did. Um, which is, uh, you know, a bit of a shame. Are you double checking? I am double checking. Yeah. Something tells me that might not be inc- that might not be correct. Oh. Oh. No, no, that's no. right. Yeah. He does actually have five strength. That's a shame because I was hoping because that model is absolutely massive. Yeah, that model makes him strength nine. I think. So I was. Well, I don't know. At least six or seven. So you can take him, or you can take um, Wilhelm Cheney, which allows you to have a bit more assist. I really think it really depends on your build. 
I like you said though, I don't think you would ever take him in Chaos. And if you are running Norse, for the same amount, you can basically get um, a Chainsaw and a Wizard. Yep. And I'm thinking that after talking through the Wizards today, a Chainsaw and a Wizard is a lot. That's going to make any opponent sweat for 250. Because you've got the double threat of, okay, I can cage, but I'm going to get hit by a fireball. I can make a break for it, but I'm going to turn into a frog and then kicked to death. <laughs> and if I don't do something, this 100k chainsaw, or 110k because it's Helmet Wolf, is mincing around destroying my line. That makes you sweat. And if you use it on the frog, it's a 2 plus yeah. to break the armour. <laughs> so there's there's those oh. options, but you know those options are only temporary fixes. Yeah, it's... um. It's unfortunate because I don't think Silla will see much use at all. Yeah, it is a big shame. It is a big shame because it's an incredible model, and I love the idea of having a huge, huge piece of rage. I'd like to see him on a team that can't have a big person. Amazons. Oh no, Amazons don't need anything. The only thing Amazons need is to lose dodge (laughs) forever or be sixty cage. Just enough. Just enough to take the edge off. Sixty k would be good, and not having four blitzes. Anyway, that is a different topic entirely. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's our, those are our thoughts on Scylla. That's everything for today, guys. Thank you very much for joining us. And don't forget, two heads aren't always better than one.